Yo, 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 welcome back to the Further Your Lifestyle podcast, conversations on lifestyle, passions, and hustles. My name's Chris Fairlong. I am your host, and I'm super excited to be back here having the conversation with you. Episode 107 today, and we're talking about why do we do what we do, right? And it's probably a bit, you know, philosophical, and you're probably thinking, well, I do it because that's what I want. Well, that's what I want to break down, right? We do a lot of things for a lot of very interesting reasons, and I want to go through a bunch of different prompts or a bunch of different questions to help give you some food for thought. Some of those I will break down and discuss of my own personal experiences and my own thinking, but I want to drop them to help you basically just to kind of tease you with some ideas of maybe you could rethink or think or further clarify maybe some of your own thinking of why do you do what you do, right? Because it is one of those questions. It's also a bit of a tongue twister to say. Um, So, Here's a couple of questions before we get into the meat of all this is why do we do what we do? Why do we chase things with passion? Why do we do things that we don't want to be doing? Like, you know, work a job that we just continue to do because there's no other reason, right? We, we just do it, we get paid, but we always think about why am I doing this? Or you think about the other things that you could be doing. Why do we do that? What drives us to make these decisions? What drives us to do this? And these are There's so many questions around this, right? And there are so many questions surrounding the whole idea of wanting something so we do something to hope to get an end result. You know, we go do something expecting an outcome, right? And sometimes we do these things blind. Sometimes we do these things with no thought, expecting that we're going to get a good result, but we haven't even really thought it out. So that's really what I want to dive into because a lot of the time we say, oh, it's for happiness. I want to be happy. But is it happiness? Is it an idea of happiness? Or is it to be part of something bigger? Or is it to be, you know, to to be part of something that's bigger than just us? Like, you know, we're making an impact to the world or making a difference. And there's no right or wrong answer to this. All I know is there's a lot of big questions, a lot of big ways that we can look at this, a lot of ways that we can reflect on this. And I want to dive into some of these areas for some further thinking and hopefully give you some prompts to take away with some food for thought. Again, I'm not promising that I've got answers for this stuff. What I will promise, though, is that I'll I'll go through it. I'll give you some insight. If I've got some experiences or something of my own opinion that I can share, I will. I think it'll be a fun topic to express and and to talk about because we can get really, really deep with this or we can touch on it on a very surface level. But if you're serious about furthering your lifestyle, I think these are some of the tough questions we need to really understand and, and dive into because- Otherwise, it's a bit fluffy. We just think, oh, yeah, I'll figure that one day. But then it's, you know, 10 years later and you still haven't done anything. So, and I don't know because it took me a long time to make the hard decision to pursue what I wanted to be doing. And sometimes that means, you know, we have to go through a big change and rip the bandit off. But sometimes it's okay if it takes that long because we might have had to go through that experience to figure that out as well of why I was doing what I was doing. So, you know, it all it all does have a big part to play of why we do things, even if we didn't know at the time. In hindsight, we can then start to understand that. So, leveraging that, I think I can give you some better insight of how I can interpret, understand, or give my own experience or my own opinion on these different prompts. Does that make sense? Anyway, work with me. Let's dive into it. So, the first one is, why do we pursue certain goals and aspirations? Now, if you've been listening to me here on the podcast or even on my, you know, my CL Furlong YouTube channel, 
I talk about a lot of different things. I talk about my business. I talk about my lifestyle. I talk about my running. And in the podcast, I talk about a whole bunch of different things as well. And a lot of that comes down to goals and aspirations. Because for me, I'm trying to build something that I'm proud of. I'm trying to create something that is my own. And I've always wanted to have a business. And now that I've got a business, building that empire, it it starts to get very, very exciting. But we need to start to understand, is it because we truly want these goals? Is it because we really want these aspirations or is it because we feel pressured by society or by our peers? Now, this one is a very interesting one because I have my business. A business is a good example. And when I first started, I wanted to hit a certain number. The first year I wanted to do $100,000 in revenue, not knowing what that would take. The reason why I set that number is because I was seeing other people doing that. And I figured, hey, if they can do it, I can do it too. Now, I didn't hit that target. I did like 54 or 56,000, might've been a bit more than that. Um, But the reality is, is like I said that because maybe I was influenced. I don't think I was pressured, but I was definitely looking at what others were doing and thinking, oh yeah, I could do this. So is it really my goal? Well, yes, it is my goal. I said it, but it was influenced by someone else. Whereas at the time of this video, which is three years later uh, from almost two and a half, two years later, sorry. now I have my own ambition and goals of what I want to achieve. And it, yeah, there's revenue goals, but it's not about I want to do this much this year, but I want to get to a point where I'm earning a certain amount because that's that's currently the baseline I want to get to. And now I have a better clear vision and understanding of that. It means I can execute towards it better, opposed to just picking a random number and taking it from someone else's understanding. So I think when it comes to setting goals and having aspirations is make sure you understand, are they yours? Are they your own original ideas in terms of what you want? Or have you been influenced by someone else? Something to really, really consider. The next one is what role does motivation play in our decision-making process? Now, this one is, (laughs) look, it can get a little fluffy because motivation comes in different ways, right? Inspiration, influence, etc. But how can we stay motivated when pursuing these long-term goals? Like for me, and I I can probably answer this from my own understanding, my own experience is I knew that I've always wanted to work for myself. Like I've known that since the first day I walked into my corporate job. Like I remember being in that corporate job the first couple of weeks and I was listening to a podcast um, called Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn. And he was talking about, you know, building side hustles, doing blogging and things like that. It was a different time back then. But I knew that this is something that I wanted to do. And I was also listening to the Solopreneur Hour And they were all exciting things of like, one day I want to be able to build my own business and I want to be able to do my own thing. Was it going to be a podcast? I had no idea. Was it going to be a reselling business? I didn't know that. But what I did know was I wanted these things. And my long-term play was like, I was going to work. I, I set myself a certain amount of time that I was going to work at this corporate job and then see where I'm at. I wanted to be manager there by a certain time because that came with a nice pay packet. And then I figured, oh, if I can get to this level, get to here, I'll give 10 years or whatever it may be. And then I'll um, I'll shimmy off because I'll have lots of money and I'll be able to go do what I want to do. Some of that worked out the way it did. And I got to manager quicker than I expected, which was, which was great. And I had a nice pay packet. Um, and it was really rewarding, but I didn't have any time. <laughs> I didn't have any time to do the things that I wanted. And I, I assumed that I was just going to be able to figure it out because I have all this time. I mean, I had all this money, but I didn't have any of the time. So, which is why I made the the, the tough decision to, you know, step away from that. Because I knew now 
I mean, now I've got the comfort. I've got I've got a lot of savings, and I can survive if I didn't make a paycheck um, each each month or each week. But the reality was, now if I want to be able to create something that I know that I want, it's going to take time. So I play the long game, knowing that well, if I worked for this place for about ten years, and I want to go build my own thing from zero to hero. I need to give it the equivalent of seven to 10 years because that's the same amount of time I spent going from a grad to manager and trying to get to senior manager. And that's the only baseline I have. But the reality is I have the long-term thoughts of knowing that, well, I'm willing to dedicate to it because if I continue to do a little bit better, 1% progression and increase my ability to grow and learn and you know attain skills, then in theory, in 10 years, I'm going to be bigger and better than I've ever been before. That's my long play term. That's my that's my long play. That's my expectation. Same with the YouTube, same with the, the podcast, all that. But the reality is I still have to do the work, right? I have to go show up every day. But that's my motivation, knowing of if I do this, this is what I'll get. And when I get that, well, then it comes to what happens then. But at the moment, that's what I'm working towards. So motivation is a huge part because if I want to be able to get to a certain point and then be able to, you know, put on the brakes or go do something else or buy a house or whatever it may be, I think that has a big play in yeah long-term goals and helping you make the decisions that we make in order to make make progress. So I hope I hope that gives you some insight. The next prompt that I have is are our goals and aspirations always aligned with our values and beliefs? Now this one's a really good one because we really need to make sure that when we go about doing these kind of things, you know, setting goals and setting aspirations, that how do we ensure that our actions are in line with our personal principles? And, <laughs> you know, if you don't even know what your personal principles are or your values, well, that's another whole conversation. And I'm, I've actually got, done a video on this before, but I'm doing another one on this in, in, in the coming week or so. So, you know, keep an, keep an eye out or ear out for that one. But essentially, you know, when we know what we live by, and how we want to live, what we believe in, what are our principles, what do we want to be known for. It makes it easy on how we set those goals. Because for instance, if you get a job offer and uh, it's for a company, let's say it's a lot of money, but there's a lot of things that that don't sit with you ethically, or you're not comfortable with it, or it doesn't align with your values. You have to make a decision. Is this going to make me happy from the, the inner deep coreness of who you are? And they're, they're tough decisions, but the reality is if you don't have your personal principles and values aligned to the actions that you're doing to get to where you want to be, your goals and aspirations, I think you will struggle to find purpose and you will struggle to find the peace and the comfort of knowing this is what I want because there'll be something there fighting against you thinking you're not comfortable with this. You'll be challenging it and it will be creating friction and tension. So I think I think my personal honest idea around this is we need to be have everything aligned. It needs to be holistic. You need to be comfortable with what you're doing. And that's actually one of the reasons why when I created the podcast, I actually had them separate, right? I had the podcast separate to my personal channel and I had that brand separate was because I didn't want it to get mixed up and confused because I was creating a brand called Further Your Lifestyle, where basically helping people, you know, pursue their dreams, passions, goals, and all that jazz but it was going to be very hard to do that if I'm not doing it myself. So I wanted to have my personal brand separate to be able to back up everything I do for further your lifestyle. And I knew if I did that from day one, it's going to cause a lot of confliction because from day one, the first episode, I've got nothing to back it up with. 
But having them separate, people would have to go search and do that looking for themselves. Now, I've got nothing to hide, but now that I'm two years, you know, in and um, this is the third year starting the podcast, I've got I've got credibility. I've got a reputation. I've got consistency. I've got some level of authority to say, this is what I've been able to do. This is what I've been able to achieve. Therefore, I'm comfortable in sharing that and also comfortable in knowing that, well, if people think I'm, you know, all talk, no action, well, I've got something to back it up with. Not that it's about that I have to prove anything, but I wanted to make sure that what I'm talking about aligns to my principles, my integrity, that I'm not just talking out of the whiff and making these things up, that I'm actually putting in the action and, you know, being held accountable to it. And that's what I wanted to make sure was very, very clear from day one is like, I'm not here to, you know, just all talk, no action, but I'm I'm here sweating it out and figuring it out as I go as well. So yeah, that, that was some of the, the mentality around that as well. The next prompt is, is the pursuit of happiness a universal goal or does it differ from person to person? Can happiness be achieved through external factors such as material possessions, status, relationships, or is it an internal state of being? This is a deep one. Um, I think I think yes and no, because <laughs> I know a lot of people, and you know, I'm being very frank here, I get frustrated when I see people with potential, yet they don't want to do anything with it. Now, that's probably more of a point for me, because here I am hustling and working and trying to achieve what I want, and they just look at ease, happy, but they're not doing anything that I think would make them happy. So that's more of a thing that makes me confused and frustrated. But I I don't think the pursuit of happiness is a universal goal because some people, depending on what you do, we're going to find happiness in a different way. Some people are happy to just go through life, do what they do, just have good people in their life and enjoy life. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't want to be saying, oh, yeah, you need to get out of the nine to five. If you want to be in the nine to five, go do the nine to five. If you don't want to work, don't work, but find what makes you happy, right? And I, I don't think it's about trying to create the biggest thing or being the best person, but I think it's more around understanding what you have and being comfortable, confident, and um, appreciate with gratitude of what you have and content with content. Because, you know, a lot of the time we can look and see what other people are doing and think, oh, yeah, they've got it this way, they've got that, and we can become jealous. But at the end of the day, you are in control of your own life. You get to choose what you want. Is it material possessions that are going to make you feel good? You know, like I've got Pokemon cards here. Does that make me feel good? Yeah, I love opening up Pokemon cards. Um, my status, my reputation, the authority that I can bring or the branding that I have or how I am, you know, seen in a, you know, social world, YouTube, podcast. Yeah, I love that as well. And I want to be able to have a brand and be able to have a platform that I can speak and, and share. But also, you know, relationships, you know, what are my relationships with my friends, with my family, with my loved ones, you know, with Carla and understanding, is that enough? Right. And it, it should be right. I think understanding what it is now. It also could be an internal state of being because when we have gratitude, when we're content with things, we're happy, right? When we don't express gratitude, we're not happy because we're building things up. We're working through friction. But when we show gratitude, you know, happiness isn't about having all the money in the world, right? Because that doesn't solve it. Happiness is doing what you're doing and enjoying it, right? And that might mean you're working long hours. That might mean you're not working at all. It might just mean you're spending time with loved ones. And I think that's enough, right? But I think you need to set what that is. Like no one else can set that for you. So that that's that's my opinion on that one. How can we strike a balance between chasing our dreams and being content with what we have? Ah, this is good. 
is there such a thing as enough when it comes to our goals and aspirations? So I think this is interesting because as I've continued to progress, you know, I've set milestone points of where I wanted to be at certain times, at certain ages, got there, didn't get it. So then I was like, what have I done? What have I achieved? Whereas on the contrary, I've gotten to points where I've hit milestones and got new baselines. And then it's like, okay, so now let's get to the next one. So for instance, this year, like this is 2023, 19th of March. And, you know, this year, my ambitious goal was to do $100,000 in revenue, $160,000 in revenue, $250,000 in revenue. That's the goals, whether I hit it this year, but they're the next goals that I want to be doing within a single year. And the reality of that is when you break that down, how much is that per month? How much is that per day? How much is that per quarter, et cetera, et cetera. But as soon as I hit that first milestone of doing $30,000 every 90 days, which essentially, you know, that gets you, you know, to the first milestone and, and beyond, um, I was already like, okay, next goal is $40,000 every 90 days. And then it's like, next one after that will be $60,000 every 90 days, right? I'm already thinking ahead. So you've got to be careful with this because I have an end game idea at this moment of where I want to be, what I want to be doing, how I want to be representing this brand, my brand, the podcast, my business, the YouTube, all that. But as I progress, that evolves and that changes because of new opportunity, of my own understanding, of things that I want, my lifestyle changes, um, you know, with my own ecosystem of, you know, my family and things like that. So we need to be willing to adjust to it. So I think we need to be very careful of understanding, you know, is it just this idea of something that we want or are we happy enough with what we've got and that's going to be good enough? Now, I'm not saying you should settle. I'm saying you should be content and you should be happy. If you're not happy with where you are, do something about it. But don't become this person always chasing for something more because that more will not solve the empty space inside you that you think you need to fill the void with, right? Money won't buy happiness. It enables you to do things that can create that opportunity for better happiness. But at the end of the day, happiness is what you make it. You know, I can be happy hanging out with my chickens. I can be happy going for a run. It's got nothing to do with money, right? However, you know, if I have money, I could have a house, I could have a farm, I could have, you know, a farm of chickens. <laughs> I'll be even more happy. But the reality is I'm just as happy having my current chickens than having a farm of chickens as well. Having a farm of chickens means there's a lot more work and it can cause a lot of stress. So understanding what do you really, really want, but also balancing that out of, yeah, this is good enough, right? And finding that, where is that point where you're like, this is good enough, this is good enough. The next one is what role does failure play in our pursuit of goals? How can we learn from our failures and use them to fuel our motivation? I think failure is, um, it's a big wake up call, right? When things don't go as planned, it can become across a big slap in the face for two ways. One, we get shocked and we think, no, we, we, we had it all figured out. But then it gives us a nice little hindsight perspective of like, okay, well, clearly I was in over my head or... It's a chance to do something better. There is obviously the third way where failure can really, really hinder us and we lose confidence. But I think we need to make sure that failure is a fuel. Failure gives us the opportunity. I, I mean, we only fail if we give up, right? But when things don't work, we pivot, we adjust. Um, you know, when we go to do something, you know, we have to think about, can we have a backup plan? Is there a way that we can pivot if this does not go to plan? Just because something doesn't go to plan doesn't, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean that it's failed. It means that, okay, it didn't go to plan. So how do we move forward to get around that? Or what's the next step to progress? So I think failure is really important to help us grow. 
and being able to have that attitude and mindset around that fear or failure or failure more so is, is actually something that we can benefit from. But it only gets a little bit easier managing that once you've put in the reps a bit more. At the start, you know, the fear of failure is huge. Um, it's a big challenge to overcome, but that's why you're better off just starting, rolling with the punches and getting through it because they're going to be there whether you're scared or not. And as you continue to progress, even if you're, you know, 10 times ahead of someone else, I guarantee you they're going through the same experience because there's things there that scare them. There's things there that are challenging them and they're going to have to get uncomfortable before they can get comfortable again. So I think it has a huge part to play. The next one is how can we avoid burnout and maintain our passion for our goals over a long term? Yeah, this one, this one's really, really good because, you know, I've, I've been, I've been hustling away at all these things for a long time. I mean, I started my original business that was before Further Your Lifestyle and before my reselling business um, back in like 2018, which was called Furry, which was just, again, it was a, a Further Your Lifestyle brand. Before that, I had a couple of different businesses and they, 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 they didn't fail, they flopped. They didn't go as planned. But I've always had, as I keep saying, as I've had this, you know, long-term idea of where I want to be. And it can be a bit grindy. Sometimes you have to pull back. Sometimes you need to make a pivot. Sometimes you need to just get out of your head. I think for me, specific strategies and habits is having a routine, knowing what I want. Because if you need to do, I talked about this in an episode not that long ago, if you need to do 10,000 hours, you know, if you equate how much is 10,000 hours doing one hour a day? It is a lot. It's like 27 years or something. So building a routine enables that you're going to be ticking off those, that reps or repetition or those hours on a regular, regular basis. So building that routine is going to help us stay on track. It's going to help us stay, you know, in the lane that we need to be in. And then the strategy on top of that is then how do we execute? How do we bring something different? How do we level up? How do we grow with that? That that comes on top of that. So that that's my perspective on that one. The last one is, is the pursuit of goals and aspirations always a positive thing or can it have a negative consequence? Meaning obsession, neglect for area, other areas of life. Yeah, this is this is really um, important, something we all need to consider because how can we ensure that our pursuit of goals is healthy and balanced? Similar to some of the things that we just said before, but I know that, you know, I probably work more now than I was working for someone else. The difference is it's not taking a toll on my life, meaning stressfully, mentally, physically. You know, I'm healthier than before. I'm mentally sound than before, meaning I'm not stressed. And I have my own workflow. I have my own way of operating. I know my limits easier. I'm not dictated by anyone else. So I'm able to then make a better decision. However, I will admit, like I am fueled to get things done. Like I just want to keep working. I want to have conversations about stuff. I'm trying to solve for problems, working at this, working at that. And I'm having conversations with Carla at 10 o'clock and she's like, babe, I just want to go to bed. And that's fair game. Um, so I, I, I admit like sometimes I can get pretty much just so, so into it. Right. And I wouldn't say I'm obsessed, but I, you know, at the end of the day, I know that no one else is going to do this. If I want something, no one else is going to do this for me. So the more I can do, learn, figure it out. That's the only way it's going to happen. But I have to make sure that along the way, I'm being mindful and aware of the things around me, my ecosystem, the people that I live with, the people that I love, my friends, my family, who I interact with, my own health and safety, right? And I think we really need to be very honest with ourselves when it comes to that. So that, that, that's my thoughts on that. Um, 
to to wrap all this up, right? And I don't really want to dabble on to any more points because we've 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 gone through a lot and it's quite deep. But really, the whole purpose of this was to help you have some food for thought, to give my insight, share, and just you know kind of interact in a different kind of way rather than me telling, but more so sharing. And a quote that I want to leave you guys with is from Zig Ziglar, and it says. What you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. And I think that's something that we should all resonate with and take away is goals are great. Like they give us something to work towards. They give us something to achieve. And, you know, we, 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 we get some excitement from that. We can we get um, a big pat on the back when we achieve that and we feel great. It gives us some happiness or an idea of happiness. But it, it's like a byproduct because when we achieve a goal, it's not about what you get, but I think it's what we become, what we've been able to overcome, what we've been able to learn, who we've now molded into. Hopefully, that is someone that you're proud of. So, it's a great way to check yourself, to take that pulse check of like, are you happy with who you are and what you have become from the things that you're pursuing? And I think that really does give us a better understanding of why do we do what we do? And is there something that we need to change? Is there something that we need to do better? Is there something that we don't? You know, I think- These are all very valid questions and important questions to keep ourselves honest. If you would like to continue the conversation, I do have SpeakPipe. You can jump over to www.speakpipe.com slash furtheryourlifestyle. You can leave me a voicemail. We can continue the conversation. You can drop a comment. You can leave a message. You can say hi, whatever it may be. Um, Would greatly appreciate that. And if you enjoy these episodes, more than happy for you to share them with someone else. You can leave a comment, reach out, say hi. Um, you know, via Instagram or, you know, if you do want to continue that conversation in one form or another, please do. I would really appreciate it. And I do appreciate you regardless if you're here listening, watching or commenting or interacting. Uh, It means the absolute world to me. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Cheers.